Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Yarns and Tales. Well, this week, I do have a definite tale to tell. I washed my house cat. Well, one in particular. Oh, dear. <laughs> um... It wasn't as bad as I, well, it could have been. Um, but before I tell you the tale of the soapy cat, I'll tell you, well, it's time for some confessions of a yarn addict. I know, right? We all have them. Those moments where, well... Oops, when did I buy that? Moments. Where you've stashed something back and forgot about it. You know, for more than a few weeks. I have confessions. I kind of had an oops and forgot about stuff from, mm, a decade ago? <laughs> Rediscovered it again when I was cleaning up my sewing studio. Okay, maybe some of y'all recall these, um, these craft totes that came out, oh dear, um, 20 years ago. It was right after the little makeup caboodles were all the rage, so they made them for crafters and they're maybe Two feet by 12 inches by, oh, 12 to 16 inches deep. And they have a tray inside. Yeah, that's uh, about 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so I had bought one and I used it for my yarns. Because I had a itty bitty stash then. Mostly. Kind of. And I had a very small collection of a um, couple of knitting needles and a couple of, of uh, crochet hooks. Just entry level obsession, you know? And then the bottom section of it was just all my, my entire yarn selection and collection at the time could fit in the bottom of this caboodle <laughs> well i have since had um kids and they're pretty much grown now i haven't really looked in that thing since we moved from one town to another and the caboodle just moved with us and Everything I had collected in there went unnoticed. And it just sort of got stashed under a table and then stacked on and then rearranged and then just pushed back in and never really looked at twice or three times or, well, once more for that matter. I, in the cleaning up and rearranging and purging of my my workspace in the studio, I opened it. 
Yeah, I opened it. <laughs> oh, my dear. Um, I took inventory of it last night while watching some recorded shows with my husband, trying to be very quiet because, well, um, as a yarn addict, the tools of the trade are just as important as the fiber. And in the early stages of yarn addiction, I kind of might have went overboard collecting clearance item stuff. You know, you look at it and you're pretty positive you're going to need it one day. One day. Okay. Y'all ready for the numbers? So you can just laugh loudly and go, Oh my, I've done this. I know somebody who's done this. Or I'm doing this now. Uh-oh. So, in the, in the yarn caboodle, here's the devastating confession I must own up to. I discovered 17 sets of 14 inch long aluminum knitting needles. Yeah, several are duplicates, but they were on clearance. They still were in their, their cardboard, uh, slots with the price on them. <laughs> Never taken out. There was a couple of them. Yeah. Anyway, nine sets of 10 inch aluminum knitting needles. Ten sets of circulars. Circular needles. And there was just a couple of duplicates in that one. Eleven yarn needles. I might have been bad about misplacing them back in the day. So I made sure I always had one or three or ten or eleven on hand. Um, five sets of wooden slash natural needles, whether it was wood, bamboo, or walnut. I had five sets of those, varying from 10 inch to 14 inch. 11 sets of DPNs. Yeah, 11 complete sets. Of DPNs and they're duplicates they're all, all just nice range of sizes no found them at a junk shop in their original sales package for a dollar a piece dollar a set and I at the time I didn't have a clue how to use DPNs but you know what I was convinced I was going to learn and I was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Eleven sets. Um, nine stitch holders. You know, four inch long, looks like a modified diaper pen stitch holders. Nine of them. Uh huh. 
um, five sets of child size seven inch straights. Five sets of those, you know, the colorful kind. But caveat, I was teaching my kids, but these are, these were hidden sets. I have others in my open stuff that I, I'm aware of. This was stuff I forgot about. Um, four I-cord makers. You know those cute little red things with the little short needle? Yeah, four of those. Um, two containers of stitch markers. The cute little plastic snappy kind. Yeah, two containers of those. Hidden away. That doesn't count the one that is in my active stash of things. These are all things that were found in the the lost caboodle of my studio. Because that was just the knitting side. Now let's talk about stuff that's crochet that was in there. I know, right? I am completely nuts. Um, a crochet fork. Never used. It looks like it's still in its 1970s packaging that I found at a junk shop. Um, when I found the DPNs. Yeah. Never used it. Never took the time. I do have a how-to book on it, though. From a collection. Um, crochet hooks. I was wild when I, I realized, and a lot of these are duplicates. They were on clearance, though. And, well, they were on clearance. Of various sizes, whether they're aluminum or plastic or steel. Well, no, I'm not going to count steel ones. They're a whole separate category. Aluminum and plastic hooks, 34 crochet hooks. <laughs> 34. <laughs> and these aren't the active ones. Um, then packages, complete unopened packages of those teeny tiny crochet hooks for delicate work. Four packages of sizes 0, 1, 7, 8, 9, and 10. And then a partial package of 1, 9, and 10. Oh, and then a stray number 2 size steel hook. Uh-huh. Um... Three flower makers. Two look like they walked straight out of the 70s. And the third one was probably a Walmart clearance item, you know, from umpteen years ago. Two rug hook. Um. Oh, shoot. Things 
Yeah, mine just boop, blew away. A stitch counter. And two pom-pom makers. This was in the caboodle. Sitting in the tray that covered up some 20-year-old yarn and projects. Yeah, projects. I remember starting a couple of those projects um, as a teenager. I'm 42 now. I have some very old unfinished objects. <laughs> But opening this thing up, I realized yarn addicts are pack rats. And this was a time machine that should have been reopened long time ago. <laughs> um, I will, I'll take a picture of it and, and post it, but it was hilarious. The numbers of things I had collected. Because they were on clearance. Of course I was going to use them. Somehow. Sometime. One day. Maybe. Possibly. I promise I was. <laughs> and just how many of you guys are guilty of the same thing? Uh-huh. So... That is my confession this week for the yarn part of my podcast is the rediscovery of this old yarn caboodle and how much stuff I had stashed in there. I was just, I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing when I looked in there and just got so tickled. I just had to share that with you guys. Um, so... Oh, before I forget, shout out to Donna in Michigan. Thanks for the, the compliment. Um, cats. I told y'all last week that I was having to, I was going to bathe the cat. And I know y'all are just looking forward to hearing the tale of the bathed cat. Um, it was a three day process. No kidding. I was trying to be nice. So, day one. Mm, got my daughter to hold the cat. I put some flea soap and a little bit of water into a little bowl and got an old baby washcloth. And we just sort of washed her down. My daughter holding all four feet securely. Because this is a paranoid cat and water. So I have this towel stretched out on the kitchen floor. I'm on one side. My daughter's on the other. And this poor kitty cat, Gracie, is looking at us. We've got her held down, flopped on one side. And she's looking at us. You're gonna kill me! Look in her eyes. Completely bug-eyed. Just freaking out. I dip the rag in the water. I wring it out just a little bit, you know, because it needs to be soapy and soggy. And I put it to underside of her throat. And, 
you would have thought I just put acid and dog slobber on the cat. She goes to wriggling around like a worm to a fishing hook. My daughter is trying so hard not to laugh out loud because that would just, you know, of course, make the cat feel worse. So, I one cat, and we're talking nice to her, and yes, we did previously trim her, her nails so there would be not a lot of human damage done if she got loose. So, we're, I'm wringing out the rag, and I'm rubbing her down with it, and I do it again, and every time that rag would touch the water, she'd spaz and jump, spaz and jump, and then I'd wash her down a little bit more, and then I'd dip a little bit more, and then I'd hold her her jaw and her head still, and I'd stroke real gentle between her ears and down her nose, so it didn't get in her eyes or nothing, and she was just sitting there giving me this, if I could, I would kill you, look, you know, because she was just, you could see her getting madder, and you could just imagine the thoughts of death, destruction, and just simple evilness coming from my cat, and I'd, as soon as it touched the water, she'd twitch and turn, going all over her back, and then down one side, because she was still laying on her side, but she was squirming like a worm, and then kind of got her belly, and she was tolerant, and then my daughter flips her over, still holding her feet quite securely, but it's getting difficult now because water has kind of trickled down to her feet, and it's soapy water, and so it's, you know, do this, and now we're doing the, the dry side, and we're wiping her down and lathering her up, kind of, and, and getting on, and she's, she's tolerant with the, the, you know, daggers in her eyes aiming at me, and then I, I get my daughter to flip her back over so her, the cat's tail was to my left, to my left hand, so I take my right hand and I dip it in the soapy water, and I hold her tail, and I touch her tail and wash her butt, and this is when the cat was upset. I put a wet rag and touched her butt, and she was all, no, she just, and, oh my God, it was so funny, my daughter and I were just cracking the, just cracking up, and we, we saturate her tail, and then I take a, a dry, small towel, and I put it over, and, you know, kind of hold her a little bit still, and my daughter lost grip on the back feet, so now the cat is pushing toward my lap, I've been the one making her wet, she decides she needs to be in my lap, a soggy cat, so I got the towel around her, and I'm kind of trying to dry her off a little bit, and I'm, you know, gently kind of squishing her with the dry towel, and then she's like, you turn, and it's getting harder to hold her and harder to hold her. And then she's just like, Voom. she is gone. It's just feet and tail. That is all you see and hear is feet and tail on a wood floor. No traction. Feet and just tail. <laughs> she is gone. And then 
We discover her later. She is in the windowsill, still trying to get her hairs back in place. That was day one. Day two, pretty much a duplicate of day one. But now, here's what's funny is this here was like midday Friday. Yes, Friday. So, Saturday, midday, we're going to get to her now. Friday, okay, backtrack. Getting ahead of myself, oh gosh. Friday night, she's going to get in my lap. She has forgiven me. I'm like, well, thank you for not slitting my throat. Um, So, now she is, it's Saturday, and we repeat the process. Put clean towel on the kitchen floor, soapy water, clean rag. My daughter's holding the cat, and the cat is looking at us like, you did not. I hate you. I know where you sleep. I promise you that is what was going through her head. And we do the same thing over, and we're trying to get, and I'm trying to do it faster so she can be let go. And we're kind of doing all right here. And yes, she reacts badly again when I go to wash her butt. Cats are like extra sensitive about their butts. The whole getting, trying to aim for my lap, trying to towel dryer, feet, tail, wood, floor. Phew! <laughs> By Saturday night, she sits at a distance from us, kind of looking at us like, I really want to sit in your lap on the couch, but I do not trust you. No, I do not. You're evil. You are evil peoples. Even though I love you if you give me tuna juice. So, here comes Sunday. I decide Sunday is a really busy day. I was doing laundry. And I had a lot of towels I needed to wash. Can't imagine why. Um, So Sunday, she had a reprieve. So Monday, it's time to wash her in a dishpan of water. Lay the towel out. Dishpan of temperate water. Not warm, not cold, because I don't want to put her in shock in either direction. Got flea soap in the bottle, extra towels. My daughter goes to get the cat. The cat is clueless. She's sitting in the windowsill. Looks at her. Meow. <laughs> My daughter picks her up secures all four feet again and as soon as gracie saw me sitting in the the kitchen floor she knew the jig was up except she didn't know what that big old white thing was sitting with the towel my daughter she comes over and she's like how are we gonna do this and i said we're going to sit her with your hands holding her extra secure in the water. Now, the water is only about three inches deep. So, you know, I've washed cats before. 
I've had successful things, and I've had one literally left a scar across my wrist. I swear she was trying to cut my wrist so she could run and kill me too. Gracie actually hissed. I have never heard this cat. She is three, four years old, never hissed. We put one toe in the water, and she goes to hissing at the dishpan and the water. <sighs> All upset. And then she goes to crying. She's all kinds of just wigging out. So then I'm taking and I'm trying to wet her down. And she is furious. Again, those daggers, the eyes, the pitiful meowing. Oh, my dear. She was so upset. So then I put shampoo in my hand and I kind of rub it together. And then I start lathering her up. We pick her up and we sit her on the other part of the towel. And we're lathering her up and getting her. And then we put her back in the water and we kind of rinse that off and then we tick her back out again and the whole time she's hissing and crying and just my daughter is face is blood red she is biting her bottom lip trying not to laugh because this poor cat is just is baffled while we're torturing her like what did i ever do Besides smell like something died. We're pretty sure it's a food allergy. Maybe. But with her skin itchy and, well, we were just trying to make sure there was not a flea problem. After all was said and done, three days of bathing. You know how many fleas I found? Three. Three fleas. This is a house cat. Three fleas. No other issue. Three. They're dead now. The cat is paranoid about us. Very, very paranoid. But this was my adventure with washing a cat these results are not are nowhere near typical i once owned a cat her name was miss kitty she was a pound kitty we had um my daughter was three she was just getting over some cat allergies we decided we'd take a house cat and miss kitty was a pound drop-off the very day we got there. So the pound hadn't even had a chance to wash her yet. She was already fixed. She'd been spayed. So her adoption fee was $10. That was it. We immediately fell in love with her and we took her home. But for three straight days, I bathed her in the bathtub. Three inches deep of water, me by myself because my kids were not old enough to help this cat would you could put one hand on her and she'd let you bathe her one hand to hold her still the other to soap her up rinse her off and do everything you needed to this was the world's best house cat she would 
walk with me to put the kids to bed because they were that small. She would go room to room after everybody was tucked in and she'd make sure everybody was in their beds. When it was time to get up in the morning, she'd go room to room calling to them. She would go in their room and meow till they wrestled around and woke up. But she would go room to room meowing at them. When my daughter would lay down in the afternoons for a nap, the cat would lay down on the blanket beside her and take a nap with her. When I would babysit my niece, my cat, when the, my niece was asleep, cat would lay down and sleep when the baby was sleeping. Wouldn't get in her face. Wouldn't get, She'd sleep near her feet. Or she'd stretch out long like the child was. Never hurt them youngins at all. But she would take a bath. She would tolerate a bath. Gracie? No. Gracie does not tolerate bathing. But these were my adventures this past week. Confessions of a yarn addict and bathing a cat. I hope you enjoyed my tales. <laughs> because I amused the heck out of myself. I know I did. It was it was hilarious. Um I I was talking fast and tried to keep this under half an hour, so right now I'm kinda right there on the edge. Um I'm gonna let y'all go. I will have more yarns and tails next week. I have no idea what they'll be about. Um, feel free to visit my website, www.revlee.me. That's R-E-V-L-E-A dot M-E. Um, if you haven't noticed on my webpage, I have a Facebook page that's, um, Yarns and Tales. Um, more ums oh my god anyway thank y'all i'm glad y'all listen i like talking to you guys now if you are sick please get well my husband's been sick this week and he is oh poor fella he's coughing and sniffling it's just caught a head cold somewhere so if y'all are sick please get well if you're well Stay well. Stay away from the sick folk or either help the sick folk because you are well. If you're cold, go get warm. And if you're warm, please go cool off. You don't need to be overheating. And by all means, stay hydrated. That's the best thing you can do for your body. Whether you feel bad or you feel good, you're warm or you're cold, stay hydrated. But thank you guys. And this is Rev Lee, episode 34, signing off. Bye, y'all.